thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Um, and thank you, Misty Boyce and Isaiah Gage. Uh, that was lovely. Uh, they're going to come back and do another meditation, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this project first. Uh, I am John Leland. I'm the creator of this project. Um, Animal, Animal Meditations is an audio project uh, that is rather simple and earnest in its conceit, uh, that there is something valuable in the imaginative exercise of placing our consciousness within the experience of animals. Uh, and there are a couple of intentions behind the project that I want to try to unpack here with you, as I've learned a lot in producing this series over the last couple of years. Uh, my initial intention with this project was simply to create a vehicle for finding calm, um, a place of solace within ourselves that identifies with animals who live a more present experience than we tend to. And the first of these meditations was actually an improvisation uh, to calm my girlfriend while she was in the midst of a panic attack. Um, she sat in my apartment in a state that seemed unbearable and inconsolable and unreachable. And uh, so not sure what else to do uh, or whether it would work. I asked her to experience being a pangolin. Uh, pangolins are like a weird armadillo creature. And I just like fallen into an internet wormhole reading about them all day at work. Um, and so taking her hand, I asked her to imagine herself as this little guy uh, scurrying across the desert floor. And surprisingly, she was able to follow me there and found herself much calmer for it on the other side. Um, so I decided to make some more and share them, uh, which has led me here. Um, and as I made these, with the help of many collaborators and contributors, um, I've heard from listeners back about how these tracks have consoled them, surprisingly, in times of anxiety or stress uh, or personal loss. And I've tried to understand why this seems to work. Why would imagining oneself as like an octopus uh, help with anxiety? Um, and I think it says something about how our minds work uh, or experience psychological pain. Um, our cognitive suffering tends to be consuming and immense. It takes full advantage of our very complex brains to build narratives that crowd out all other thoughts. And because our cognition kind of expands out from the present moment into the past and future, uh, our anxiety, stress, and sadness consumes us with painful memories or fears of the future. And these states, in these states, it's extremely difficult to see beyond ourselves. Um, they're also just awful places to be. So imagining yourself as a cicada, as we all just did, um, while in that state might seem like a rather silly or feeble salve, um, but it does seem to do something, at least for a lot of people. Uh, and I think it actually helps that there's like a little bit of absurdity and impossibility to the premise. Um, these aren't heavy exercises that come with any baggage of actual like, spirituality or even psychological sort of principles or theory. Um, it also isn't imagining ourselves as another person uh, against whom we can judge ourselves uh, and find ourselves lacking somehow by comparison. Imagining your consciousness within the experience of an animal for whom the causes of your own suffering bear no relevance or likely actually any meaning at all, uh, kind of dissolves the ego, at least a little bit. It can move us out of that feeling that the entire universe is just ourselves, our thoughts and our pain, and into this more present, simple, and non-judgmental experience of animals. Uh, it helps us momentarily step beyond our self-obsessed minds, which they are, and whatever stories we're telling ourselves 
uh, and maybe return to them a little less attached in the end. Um, at least that's the hope. The other intention of this project uh, is to evoke a deeper sense of understanding and just compassion. Yes, towards animals, but also possibly towards each other. There is an inherent kindness to the act of sincerely seeing ourselves as the other. Uh, and there's almost no more alien other than a cicada, probably, on this planet. Um, and of, uh, that kindness of like, really trying to imagine the fullness of what it is to be them. And these pieces ask us to bring ourselves into that subjective experience of animals, momentarily taking on their bodies, their sensory experience, their drives, and following that, the simple actions that constitute their natural experience. In The Outermost House, uh, American naturalist Henry Beston writes that animals are not brethren. They are not underlings. They are other nations, caught with ourselves in the net of life and time, fellow prisoners of the splendor and travail of the earth. And I love that. I think that's right. Uh, their journeys are just as valid as our own, though they may be wildly different. Um, but in part, because of that difference, right, it's easy to discount or disregard entirely their subjective experience of life. And it has real consequences to how we treat them and the environment. Uh, Stanford's Virtual Human Interaction Lab has been studying the effects of putting people into virtual reality as cows about to be slaughtered, or a tree that is being felled, and established that far more than simply watching these things happen in the third person via film, or some other means, taking on the first-person experience uh, of the other in that way generates far more empathy and behavioral change. It makes people kinder towards these things that are so different from themselves. And that's essentially what this project aims to do, as well, but without the technology piece. Expanding our capacity for empathy, our appreciation for the incredible and mysterious personal experience of other beings, feels like a vital endeavor. Uh, we've now produced three seasons of meditations with contributions from 12 different writers and voices. The pieces range from a pregnant fire salamander to a humpback whale enthralled in song. Uh, we're honestly not sure what comes next for this project, uh, whether we just produce more seasons or it evolves into something else. Uh, I'm happy to talk if you're interested in it. It's been a lovely journey so far producing these. Um, before I turn it back over, I want to thank Ashley C. Ford, uh, a phenomenal writer whose voice I am honored to have perform these pieces. Uh, Misty, voice is an ex Misty Boyce is an exceptionally talented uh, singer and songwriter who's currently touring with Lord Huron, uh, and you can listen to our work at mistyboyce.com. Isaiah Gage, who composes and sings haunted pieces on the cello, uh, which you can find on SoundCloud. Uh, and you can find Animal Meditations at animalmeditations.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, I'd like to turn things back over to Ashley to finish this session with a meditation on one of her favorite animals, uh, a mallard duck. Yeah.